Okay, okay. So first of all, I just want to greet everybody who is listening to this podcast and thank you so much for joining us on this one. Um, this is where we talk about all things inclusive when it comes to our ladies, right? So gentlemen, <laughs> brace yourselves because today we're going to be unpacking like sensitive stuff. You know, when I first heard about this, I was like, oh my goodness, what, uh, what am I going to do? Like, I can't stand, I can't stand certain things, you know. Uh, that's why I chose music. Music's like, yeah, good, good for me. All right, so today we have Miss Tariro. Miss mm, Tariro, how do you pronounce your surname? Mango or Mango? It's Mango. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone always gets it. Mango, Mango or Mango. Yes, people always ask me, are you indigenous? Oh, are you exotic? <laughs> then I'll just end up lying to people that I'm from Japan and everyone is that to believe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. From Japan, huh? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, so tell us, tell us, Miss, Miss, she's not a missus, she's a miss. Guys, please get me right. Get me right. <laughs> please tell us uh, who is Tariro? Um, where does she come from? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, um, Tariro is the 25 years old um, young lady, young girl, um, who is into so many things. My friends always say that you've got a lot of passions. But let me start by saying where I come from. I come from Uzumba, Maramba Fungwe from a village uh, called Mango Village, um, which is located close to Uzumba ah, High School. <laughs> makes sense. We've got plenty of mango trees there and all types of mangoes. So yeah, that's where I came from. And I grew up a rural girl up until I started my tertiary education. I went to primary school oh. at Manika Primary School. Uh, it was from 2000 to 2007, 2008, I started my tertiary education. I started my high school education at Uzumba High School from 2008 mm-hmm. to 2013. Um, that's where I did Form 1 up to Form 6. Um, mm-hmm. I also proceeded mm-hmm. to do my tertiary education at uh, Chinoy University of Technology where I started to study. Uh, Bachelor of Science uh, Honours Degree in Information Technology. Um, I started to do it 2014 March and I completed uh, November 2017 with an upper first class. Uh, Upper second, the two one, that's second first um, degree class. Okay, okay. Intellectual. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did my attachment at an organization called Vel Microfinance, which uh, mm-hmm. handles um, loan facilities for women mm-hmm. uh, who are mm-hmm. into agriculture. So they give loans, they actually do projects. They say paprika project and they give loans to every woman who is doing a paprika project. Um, mm. They do loans even for lighting schemes, like uh, those solar panels so that they can mm. Mm. 
empower young women as well even women for them to just improve the way people live from the way people used to okay. live back then so that's mm. where i get most of my inspiration which we are about to dive into in the next questions that richmond is going to ask me um so i asked i was enjoying the place because i actually figured out a lot of things that are happening within zimbabwe and also from my experience being a rural girl but i asked them that you know what guys in as much as i enjoy your company i think i need to go and gain much experience for my uh future uh experience so from then i went to work at your africa which was located at 194 bains and yeah. later on that this company was acquired by a big company called dandem tande and we were moved again from your africa to dandem tande so that's where i actually finished my attachment so i did my attachment at three companies which is vel microfinance your africa dandem tande which is quite uh, an experience i did a lot of things from installing visas setting up visas uh splicing um fiber cables setting up uh, internet for a certain company from scratch i did quite a lot of things which was uh a little bit fun for me and now um fast forward i did some volunteering just after uh, just after my tertiary education and then i proceeded to work for a certain company then i also moved now i'm working a very giant company yeah mm, which i don't mm, like mm, really mm. like this close <laughs> but well yeah <laughs> i work for that oh company. you don't like this close okay oh, that's, <laughs> fine. that's fine it's okay it's okay well I, I could pick up a few things um in in your background right you grew up a rural girl and um usually when you're a rural girl you don't really have much exposure into um what's out there how people are living the developments especially when it comes to technology um how did you how did you have your way around getting to know about there's a, there's a thing called IT and um you really do want to you know um uh, dive into it fun fact one thing that i'd like to to say is my father forced me to do computer computer studies at uh, o level okay you know okay. what i told him okay. i told him the uh-huh. registration money if you want to buy three chickens go and buy three chickens and eat them with your wife don't waste this money on me because i'm going to fail surely he took his it was 40 dollars i remember to 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 register for hex code those days in 2011 mm-hmm. and he took the $40 and they went and they ate it at home and i refused to register for that so now it comes my dream was to be a quantity surveyor or a geologist so because i had started to do geography uh, maths and uh, management of business those are the three core subjects that i was doing at a level but unfortunately you know geography is not for everyone for a level i got an e at geography and the geologist path was now dead in the pool and now for the quantity surveying i got a c in maths privilege i got a privilege that i was good at maths i got a c in maths but now 
I think Nast was a bit expensive for my parents and I, I just felt like it was just going to be too heavy for me since I wasn't that much intelligent to go and pick up with those intelligent students that would be there with their 15 points, 10 points and stuff. So I just dropped it down. Now I had to look for a better pro- a program from the list that universities were providing. So the one that I actually applied for as a second priority at because I had seen this other friend of mine who had started doing IT at Chinoy. So I just got inspiration from that because we all came from the same rurals. So I applied for that. And my second option was international marketing. And international marketing is just it's just the same. Sorry about that. It's just um it's it's just IT because it's more of social media. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that was my second option. But because I had the C in maths, at, at Chinoy, it's an automatic. You just get into IT if you know your maths well. Yeah. Okay. So that's how I got into, into IT. And in the first days, it was really difficult. I really didn't know. I got a laptop. My dad brought me a laptop from a relative. And I didn't know how to switch it on. I didn't know how to switch it off Aww. every time <laughs> every time that i would like to switch my laptop off i would go at my friend and they're like because <laughs> it was windows 10 that's, those are the days that windows 10 was introduced then i was like uh, can you switch it on for me and then my friend <laughs> would just take the laptop silently and then she would switch it off <laughs> and she give me the laptop so that's how hard it was so every time that i look at myself i just see grace that you know from the that girl who didn't know how to switch off a windows 10 machine and now she's able even to fix somebody's machine and she's able to do quite a lot of things even to write scripts on the same machine so yeah that's how i get it there and it's also the zeal that takes you there interesting <laughs> talking about zeal um you've got a lot of things that you're into uh you are you're into uh, IT, you're into web design, you're into uh, graphics, you're into, you know, just to mention a few for the people who are listening, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, I wonder how you, you juggle all that together. But okay, before we get there, let's debate it a little bit okay. uh, and talk about um, this one thing that uh, really uh, caught my attention uh, when we spoke about it the other day uh you are a founder of an organization uh called her confidence um tell us a little bit about her confidence what's what's her confidence and what why the name her confidence okay um am i allowed to say a little bit of a background how it started go ahead knock knock us out all right so it's been a year started starting from last year i've been uh-huh. having a burning sensation in my heart that i've been helped um I, I i didn't mention something when i was saying about myself uh part of my mm-hmm. final year i think the rest of my 2017 at university it got paid by the organization mm-hmm. called nduna girls 
this organization is under Vel microfinance which i did my attachment at first so when i was working i was working under nduna girls um okay yeah so it reached a point that my dad um couldn't afford to pay my school fees um for me to review my attachment results so the organization kept on asking what are your results what are your results and then i say you know my dad couldn't mm-hmm. afford i think it was about 200 which was left for payment um, my dad cannot afford that 200 because i think there was a little bit mm-hmm. of drought and some outbreak of um some makonye kumusha yeah my dad is a teacher as well as um a farmer so for our school fees okay. you could rely on farming and uh some of the livestock mm-hmm. that he rears so mm-hmm. we had no feed cow to sell we had no um mm-hmm. e- enough um produces from the farm to sell for him to pay my school fees mm-hmm. so the guys they said you know what can you write your story on the letter and to date i can't find that letter i'm i'm always looking for that letter i don't know where how i lost it but i wrote that letter to them mm-hmm. a motivational letter and after some weeks then i got accepted i actually went to school without mm-hmm. without uh my school fees paid not knowing was i even accepted in the nduna uh incubation mm-hmm. and stuff and i got accepted mm-hmm. at nduna girls so having that background i've been having that since now i got a job i'm now uh, stable I, i can now sustain myself I also think about other people who are in the same situation that I was. Mm. How is their mm. confidence being uh, tarnished because of lack of the capacity? And it mm. only takes mm. a heart. It doesn't take me having a bunch of money. It doesn't take me having mm. um a lot of uh income from my salary. But it takes a heart if people see a heart they will be able to help me through so i've been talking to my friend uh called Nedi tanga and i've been telling her she's more like a man that she's very young to me but she's a very vibrant young woman i don't want to lie and i've been talking to her through our conversations um telling her that you know what i need to do something to give back to the society and then the only thing that she told me just do it Mm-hmm. that's that that was her words all the time just do it you just you can just start by even fundraising for rulers for students you can just even start by fundraising mm-hmm. for books for students and i was so afraid i was so nervous i never imagined myself mm-hmm. standing in front of a camera telling about this so it reached the point that there was a flyer that was circulating about uh, this organization called uh, the graciela initiative so Mm-hmm. we took uh-huh. the, he took that she took that flyer and then she sent it to me tari can you apply she kept on insisting 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 you know what i did i did the video mm-hmm. for that competition there the flyer was circulating saying that african girls can you do a short video of about two minutes saying the problem that you have encountered or even the problem that you know that girls in your society are actually facing and you mm-hmm you tell me the proposed solution the the mm. 
the goal development what what those ones mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. are actually focusing on so i did that in that short clip i did it i think 25 minutes too that's when i started to rush i started to write the script i started to to dress myself i sat down on my chair and then i did the short clip i closed the door i did that short clip it came out perfect one time i didn't do it twice or what i just did it once and then it came out perfect and then i was sending the email everything then the next thing we had a meeting um now they were announcing the the winners for for the thing i think that was about two weeks later and i attended the meeting and i'm hearing my name that i'm one of the change agents for that uh organization so yeah we were given a training content um from yali network and we did trainings on how to build an organizations and stuff so yeah that's how it started so after the trainings we got to be incubated we were we were we were all grouped in whatsapp groups and being told things to do and what next and we're given timelines that by this time you should have started your projects so on the 3rd of february that's when you sent me the logo and i started my whatsapp group (laughs) I invited uh, a lot of people to join me and I had a lot of volunteers mm. and they joined me started planning out things and stuff yeah mm. so as it started uh, we started doing a feminine hygiene sessions where we'll be teaching people mm-hmm. we were teaching people more of period um, um, because I pitched an idea a problem which i encountered while i was in the rurals of period poverty where mm. we actually used to share some piece of clothes it's, it's a bit disgusting like you know your mom using this piece of clothes when she's menstruating and then the next thing you go take it and then you use it probably maybe she might not even be aware but you just take it and then use it and then later you realize ah my mom uses this thing as well something like that so mm. Yeah, those are the kind of things that women are actually going through uh, in the rurals because you do not have the capacity, you do not have money to actually buy real sanitary, this disposable sanitary pads. So we just need something that is sustainable. So yeah, this is what I pitched. And yeah, that's basically hair confidence, how we started and started on doing the online and the physical outreaches where we were donating these disposable sanitary pads and some workshops teaching people on how to make reusable sanitary pads some online groups where we'll be teaching people more on the STIs more on the things that actually affect women on the feminine hygiene mm, mm. so you're actually saying this thing is, is too sensitive, right? <laughs> I can actually... <laughs> I can feel things running running all over my point. Anyway, I was saying... <laughs> I was saying... Um, so there's actually a possibility of... Um, uh, uh, spreading like diseases like STIs and stuff like that just by... Um, 
you know the sharing of uh, that um, the materials that you were talking about and uh, to just please elaborate more on um, this problem that these people are facing if you're comfortable of course uh, probably they are um, in Shona we say they say that some diseases like um, dysphemnoria in English they say dysphemnoria mm-hmm. but in Shona they say jeko mm-hmm. you get it so if you okay. share that mm-hmm. kind of a piece of cloth with someone and those uh, period cramps you know those mm-hmm. people, girls who roll or who vomit who do whatever when they are on their time uh, mm-hmm. when they are mm-hmm. on their period that can be passed through that that can be passed through sharing clothes so mm-hmm. yeah I haven't like really dis- uh, researched much, uh, much about uh, the the spread of STIs, but there is a possibility if the person whom you're sharing that thing with doesn't iron it, mm-hmm. doesn't um, what can I say, doesn't uh, dry it out on a direct sunlight. Direct sunlight mm-hmm. is necessary to kill each and every small particle of germs or bacteria that is on that thing. That's the first recommendation mm-hmm. that we give to people when they're actually mm-hmm. starting to use um, reusable sanitary pads. They have to actually mm-hmm. clean out everything that is on that reusable sanitary pad. And they have to put it like on a washing line where there's direct sunlight. Mm-hmm. If it's possible for them to iron it, then that's it. So that mm-hmm. they kill each and every living um, bacteria. Organism inside. or bacteria. Okay. Yes. Hmm. This is this is sensitive. Um, for the girls out there, those who do not have any information whatsoever about this uh, particular topic we're talking about, we're talking about um, uh, women's time. Let me put it that way. Um, and how to take care of yourself when it comes you have to, to say direct like that <laughs> okay please don't put me on the spot <laughs> <laughs> but to those who do not know please you have to say directly okay when a woman is on her period <laughs> please um, if you need more information about these things Tariro is right there um, She's got a Facebook page and um, there are so many various ways that uh, she's open to actually helping you out with knowledge and other material that you can use to take care of yourself. But as for now, uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be back just in a second.